toll free. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Now, it's been a pretty good week for good news. We've, throughout the week here so far, had a, a handful of things to tell you about that weren't terrible. <laughs> There's usually so much. Well, that's so much just goes awful. on in your life that's good news, but, uh, you know, this, when it comes to the government and its growth and encroachment on life, that is where the bad news generally starts. Yeah, and there's always plenty of that to choose from. But when we come across something that's uh, that's positive for the ideas of freedom uh, to, to advance liberty a little bit, then or at least defend against the encroachment of uh, the ever encroaching state, uh, then we like to re- I like to relay those stories. So here's another one for you: Barry Cooper is uh, is and has been vindicated and his wife candy and i believe one of their associates have been vindicated we've uh, of course been talking with barry for a long time uh, over the years on this program about his incredible activism that he's done since leaving uh the the realm of law enforcement after having been a uh, a narcotics officer down in texas and having set uh, records basically for uh, for bus which he's certainly not proud of now considering he's joined the side uh, the side of freedom and is speaking out against the war on drugs. And Barry is with us tonight. Barry, are you there, sir? Yes, sir. I'm here. Always good to talk to you, Barry. Welcome back on Free Talk Live. And it's nice that uh, you're not sitting in a cold cage right now. <laughs> that feels really good. It feels good not to be in a cage. And it feels really great uh, to be talking to you guys again. So uh, the news today, and it's it's actually the top story on our website tonight at freetalklive.com, thanks to our listeners voting it up, uh, They uh, the, the news is that you have been vindicated. You and, and Candy and I guess one of your uh, your buddies has been, you've been vindicated. The charges have been dropped in Odessa, Texas against you for uh, cop busters. Can you give our listeners maybe a little recap of uh, what happened and, and, and what, hap- what has happened transpired recently? Well, we were shocked because... I had just finished our motion hearings Monday in the Williamson County case where they filed false report on me and raided our house for catching that cop stealing the drug money. And I told Candy after that motion hearing, I said, you know, if we beat this Williamson County case, then the Texas Rangers and the uh, Hector County uh, DA's office will probably loosen their grip on the charges there. The next day, I found out Texas Rangers uh, got a little slap in their face, and the DA refused to prosecute, which totally shocked us and surprised us. We thought it would be the other way around, that we beat the Williamson County case and would help us in Odessa. But now that we've got this help that we got in Odessa, it even makes Williamson County's case look even weaker. So it was wonderful news. And just real quick, and then I'll let you ask me any questions. I've got to get this out. This was all a team effort. We've had such great support since we've been raided, and even throughout our last three and a half years by your audience, uh, by the other Americans. They donated us money when we really needed it. They ordered our videos. Uh, there's some people, uh, key people, Jason Osborne is one of them, and, and you guys, of course, that started with me from the beginning, and 
we could have never accomplished what we've accomplished without that. So thanks, everybody. Well, that's that's much appreciated. And, of course, folks who don't know about you, Barry, can go and learn a lot more over at NeverGetBusted.com. But uh, you started out your, your kind of career in the, the freedom movement by putting out Never Get Busted, which is a great DVD, helping people kind of within the drug uh, recreational drug user community keep themselves safe uh, from these uh, these cops that are out, always out trying to bust them and, and take money from them and, and put them in cages. And you, you were helping them out with that. And then you moved on uh, to create Cop Busters, which was kind of a little reverse sting that you came up with to uh, basically set up the police and give them the opportunity to prove just how corrupt they are. Um, in one of your first your first Cop Busters episode, which is available online, you can get to it through uh, your Never Get Busted YouTube channel. Uh, the first episode was where you set up a, a house to make it look like there was a grow a marijuana grow operation going on. Of course, there wasn't any marijuana being grown there. You had little Christmas trees, I think was what it was. And uh, there was a tip that was an, an anonymous tip delivered to the uh, the police department there. And, uh, of course, you knew that these guys were corrupt because they'd arrested a, a, a I guess, a, a lady illegally arrested her and basically planted drugs on her. And you were trying to help her out with this whole thing by showing how corrupt the department was, the the drug drug guys in that department. They came in there as you expected, and you know they got caught with their pants down, basically raiding a home that didn't actually have any marijuana plants in it, uh, based on an anonymous letter. Is that right so far? That's exactly right. We did it to bring attention to Yolanda Madden, who these same officers had planted an ounce of methamphetamine on. And she was already four years into a prison sentence, uh, an eight-year prison sentence. So because of that, uh, it brought media attention to her case, and she's out of prison. The judge, you know, took her sentence away, and she's home with her kids. That's fantastic. I mean, that's even more success than one might have expected to come out of, uh, of of what you did there with Cop Busters. But the cops didn't like that very much. They didn't really appreciate uh, them getting set up and falling for it. Well, so, it's not just the setup. It's that they acted illegally in, in doing it. I mean, that was that was all the trap, you well, know? Right, right. But they're always doing things that's illegally. Right, they just didn't like that they got caught for doing things Indeed. illegally. Indeed. And caught on video, mind you, and so they came after you. And uh, now, was this the time that when they when they came after you for this uh, this incident in uh, in Odessa? Was this the time when they raided your house and took all your stuff, or was that the Williamson County situation? That was Williamson County. They raided our house and took all our stuff several months ago, and we moved to a new location in South Austin, uh, which was a couple months ago, and we had lived here for one month. When there was a knock on our door, and of course everybody knows we don't answer the door to the police, mm-hmm. including the Texas Rangers, and it was a lady dressed in civilian clothes, told Candy she had just uh, ran into our car out in the parking lot and wanted to exchange insurance. So Candy walked outside, and when she got in the parking lot, cars came from everywhere, and the Texas Rangers swarmed in and handcuffed her. And my daughter ran in and said, Daddy, I was in bed and said, Daddy, the cops have Mama. So I locked the doors, the Texas Rangers. And that don't think that's not from a lack of courage. Candy doesn't want me getting arrested right then either, because mm-hmm. as long as I'm out of jail, I can get her out of jail quicker. So right. I locked the doors, turned my video camera on, made them come to the sliding glass door, and I videotaped them and me cussing them out and telling them, you know, <laughs> you, you, you filed these crazy charges on us for false report, 
and then you trick my wife like that when you knew all you had to do was pick up the phone and call me or call my lawyer, and we would have turned ourselves in. So I refused to give myself up, and I later, you know, three days later, I turned myself in at the Texas Capitol. So, so that went down, and, and they were and, they were coming after you, claiming you filed a false uh, false report, but they threw those charges out, and uh, you've been completely exonerated on those. How'd that happen? Yeah, let me tell you about that. When when uh, we busted those cops in Odessa with that fake grow house, I put on the internet because the the feds and the rangers and everybody was keeping up with what we're posting, and uh, the rangers. I explained, I said, I want the FBI or the Texas Rangers to come talk to me about this corruption. Just make sure you treat me with respect and we'll have a nice conversation. Because I really wanted to turn evidence over to them that I had to even help Yolanda further and get these cops prosecuted. Well, they did call me not long after that and started talking to me disrespectfully. It was uh, Texas Ranger Bernie. And I was videotaping and filming this uh, phone conversation, and he got so mad, he literally said, well, Barry, if I was there in Austin, I think I'd just kick your ass. And then the phone went dead because his other supervisors hung the phone up because they knew he messed up. He crossed the line. Well, I kept that video video hidden for a long time and didn't use it in case they came after me. Tell you what, Barry, hang on to that thought. Hold on. We'll continue your story here in a moment. More with Barry Cooper. If you've got a call question for him, dial in at 800-259-9231. Barry Cooper is with us from NeverGetBusted.com. This is Free Talk Live. Death, its shadow followed Paul. Its hot breath had flowed across the back of his neck. Its cold fingers had caressed his throat. As Paul dabbles in the occult world of the Ouija board, a dangerous netherworld opens up to him, and he discovers the frightening possibility that a demonic dimension may be merging with our own. Read Matthew Wayne's debut novel, The Ouija To find out more, available now as an ebook at IPIC Publishing, IPICPublishing.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features free the listening options we've got live streams broadband and dial-up versions plus our listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone anywhere they can dial long distance you'll be able to listen to free talk live around the clock with any of those options and uh, you'll find that they are free at listen.freetalklive.com that's listen.freetalklive.com barry cooper is with us from nevergetbusted.com updating us on some positive news and one of the, the legal cases that the cops down in Odessa, Texas, uh, filed against you and uh, your wife and uh, I guess one of your associates for uh, allegedly filing false, uh, tr- I guess making a false claim to a, a police officer or something like that. And uh, they, that uh, charge has now, been, those charges have now been dropped. And Barry is here with us to continue the story. Barry? Yeah, so as, as, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay, what I was saying, the Texas Rangers are considered one of the elite law enforcement agencies in the whole U.S., and everybody was surprised that they spent a year and three months 
trying to pin a misdemeanor on us instead of outworking major crimes and instead of trying to indict these officers that planted those drugs on Yolanda. So when we were arrested, it was a big surprise to everybody. Well, the reason the uh, district attorney in Ector County dismissed the charges is exactly what we had argued and what we knew when we set that sting up. In Texas, a false report to a peace officer can only be filed on a person if they lie about a current ongoing investigation, meaning if a house just got burglarized and I went and reported to uh, those police that it was a black male that stole all that stuff, and the police later realized it was a white male that stole all that stuff, then they could file on me for false report to a peace officer because that was an ongoing investigation. Mm. When uh, a tip was given that there was a marijuana grow house somewhere, that wasn't part of an ongoing investigation. So the district attorney saw that and dropped the charge. So as as many cases, uh, you knew what their own laws were, and they they didn't. They were just doing whatever they thought they could to come after you, and they didn't even realize uh, what their own their own rules said. Exactly what they did. I think they realized they didn't have a case, but they knew they could get a warrant signed, and it was their way of kicking back at me for uh, disrespecting them. Do you and think that's that, how law enforcement does. There's so many people that go to jail in America because they smarted off to a cop and mm-hmm. they really didn't break any law. Do, do, we have freedom of speech. We can smart off to a cop if we want. So you're supposed to be able to. I agree with you. Do you think that uh, that when that, that you th- do you think that they went after you and now that uh, they've been essentially you've been vindicated on this that you've got a case for a false arrest? Oh, there's no question. Another reason why I think they loosened their grip on us because. Two weeks ago, I filed a $40 million federal lawsuit naming the Texas Rangers, Hector County, the city of Odessa, Williamson County. There were 20 or 30 defendants listed, and that whole 25-page complaint that I filed can be found online and read the whole story. I wrote it in a way that people could understand and didn't use a bunch of legal jargon. So I think the prosecutors in Odessa were thinking, wow, if we prosecute this guy, we are going to have to defend this lawsuit. Well, since they dropped it, now I'm going to pull the prosecutor from the lawsuit, but I'm still going after the Rangers in Williamson County. You know, um, I was uh, reading online, the the Odessa papers got their, uh, the the, the article here, and then they have a little chance to, a a little poll on the side that says, do you agree with the decision by the county attorney's office? And and that's, uh, and and by 73%, they say, yes, the whole investigation was clearly a vendetta against Barry Cooper. I mean, it's, it's obviously public opinions in your direction on this one. Absolutely. And when we did the cop buster sting in Odessa a year and seven months ago, or almost two years ago, the public opinion wasn't that high because nobody had ever heard of cop busters and nobody knew what it was and everybody was siding with the police. But I knew we had the moral high ground. I knew we had the legal high ground. I knew it was good nonviolent activism. And just like my videos, when we released those years ago and everybody trashed us, I knew in time they would see the truth. And now the public is seeing the truth and starting to realize, hey, you know, these people are onto something here. They really are 
filming cops doing dirty acts, and kudos to them. So we're appreciating all that support. Let's go to the phones. Uh, People got some questions for you, Barry. Let's talk to Chaz, listening in Indianapolis. You're on with Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com. Hi, how you doing, guys? Hey, Chaz. Can you hear me okay on this phone? We got you, Chaz. Barry, can you hear Chaz? Oh, Oh, thank you so much. I'm so pleased and honored to be talking uh, to, to Barry Cooper. You're a hero to just about everybody I've ever even talked to and mentioned your name to. Um, I got a two-part question. The first part is, are you going to be continuing to do a Cop Buster show? I know that you had kind of put the brakes on that a while back. It's a good question. And, uh, so the first part is, uh, are you continuing that, or are you going to pick that back up, knowing that these uh, wise guys are going to leave you alone? Oh, we're yeah. definitely going to continue Cop Busters. There were certain statements that I had to make for legal reasons, and I really did seriously consider stopping it. But after we regrouped, I realized, you know, after we get out of our mess, it would be selfish to stop it because there's so many uh, more Americans in the same mess I am without the advantages I have. So we're not going to stop. I'm going to continue uh, busting cops, and also we've got a new Never Get Busted product line that's related to cop busters that's really going to help Americans and it'll be ready in 60 days. It's called a Barry cam and for $199 you can install a camera in your car and when the cops pull you over you press a red button and it records audio and and video full color two and a half hours and then that citizen gets to upload that traffic stop to my website for my free analysis. That's fantastic, oh, that's, that's Barry. And that's, a, that's the first part of my question. The uh, second part is, are you still there? Yep, he's here. Go ahead with your, uh, okay. your question. Okay, yeah, the second part, real brief, is uh, uh, would you be looking for some ideas for the Cop Buster show? If, if so, um, I, can get in contact, I can give my uh, email address to Ian and, and all that on, on Freaky's Well, I'm sure website. you can just reach out to him via his website at nevergetbusted.com. Okay. I can do that, too, because I've got some great ideas for uh, making the schmucks look like even bigger schmucks. Thanks, and Chaz. Thanks appreciate it. Appreciate you calling in tonight there. Uh, yeah, Bear, I'm glad to hear that Cop Busters is going to continue. Speaking of ideas, is there anything you can share with our audience as far as what might be coming up? Yeah, this product line we've got, we've actually got a 100% uh, pure di- uh, plant dye extract that you'll be able to spray on your plants that changes them a different color where the helicopters can't spot it from the air. It's called Never Get Busted Chameleon. Uh, I mean, plant chameleon. And then, do I hear music, or are we about going to a break? Tell you what, hang on, Barry. If you want to stick with us, we can keep going here in a moment. Uh, More with uh, Barry. uh, You you can stay, right? Yeah, I'd love to. All right, great. More with Barry here in a moment. Barry Cooper is with us from NeverGetBusted.com. You got a question for him? He's here. 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. The archives are right on the front page going all the way back. Uh, well, the first, the last week is on the front page, and then you click into the archives section, and that'll take you back to 2006 all for free, and the archives, by the way, are brought to you by hostgator.freetalklive.com. Just got my uh, Freedoms Phoenix update here in my mailbox. It says uh, CIA sees increased threat from al-Qaeda in Yemen. A defense official discloses cyber attack. Dow faces bouncy ride down to 5,000, says strategist, and New Canaan considers tracking devices for students. You can go see more headlines at freedoms, with an S, phoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. All right, toll-free number 800-259-9231. If you've got a call for Barry or a question for Barry Cooper, you'll get preference right now because he's with us uh, from Austin, uh, your new home there in Austin, Texas, which is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the best place to live in Texas. It's got the biggest freedom community from what I can tell, Barry. Has that been your experience down there? Yeah, Austin doesn't even seem like it's really in Texas. It gets voted (laughs) one of the top three cities to live for a reason. It's very liberal, forward-moving, and it's right where we need to be. So, uh, now, Barry, um, there's this uh, this cop that's apparently suing you for defamation for catching him stealing money. Can you uh, touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I actually got served with those papers yesterday. Captain Nassar, that I videotaped stealing that drug money, filed a lawsuit against me for uh, defamation and slander for putting him on Fox News and on YouTube. And all the research we've done, we so far have not found any case in American history where a public servant, during the uh, performance of his duties, actually filed a lawsuit on a citizen. So that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's, it's hard for me to imagine that the courts are going to side with him. But, uh, you know, but, hey, we'll see how it goes, right? So this yeah, is a- absolutely, and we're we're going to file a countersuit for sure. I've got a great legal team, and I actually have citizens that are just as good as lawyers that help me with certain filings. Mm. And uh, we're we're learning a lot, and we're not going to stop. We're not going to let up. We want American prisoners released from prison, and we want to teach people how to stay out of a cage for nonviolent crimes. It's fantastic. So, Barry, uh, obviously you got the you still got a couple of things in in the works as far as uh, legal uh, conflicts. Uh, the Williamson County folks they're still coming after you. Uh, this guy, this cop, is coming after you now with this de- nonsense defamation lawsuit. So you're still dealing with all that, and that's obviously got to be a source of stress. How's your family holding up? I mean, is everything all, all right at home? Because I mean, the, the cops have come in, they've raided your house, they took all your computers. You, you and Candy have been arrested at least once, maybe more than once. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to keep track of it all. Yeah, and included all in all that, see, we still do not have custody of our son. When they mm-hmm. raided us, they took our son from us, and we're filing appeals to get him. So to answer your question, my family is positive. We're happy. We're forward-moving. But there's no question I see big signs of post-traumatic stress in them and myself, which means we've become hyper-vigilant always looking over our shoulder. We hear a little noise in the house, and it, it wakes us up. The dreams won't stop. Mm. And these are not all things that we're just saying to help us with a lawsuit. I'm saying these things because they're absolutely true. 
these people took your kid and raided and put in jail it's such a tragedy to them that it causes all these different emotional side effects that the person has to live and deal with absolutely that's what we're dealing with right now you know, people choose to uh, choose to look at the uh, the police in most cases as if they're you know the, the the good guys, and I can understand why they choose to do that. But in some cases, they're the bad guys, and in this case, they took your kid. Of course, you have you know bad dreams, and and you imagine when you hear noises in the house that it's them coming back to get your kid or to get you. Absolutely, yeah. And I see Candy has always been a very relaxed person. She's the one who tamed me. I was a lion seven years ago when she met me, and she taught me how to live the chilled life. And now I watch Candy. She's, you know, four foot eleven. People call her Mama Candy everywhere she goes because she mothers everybody. She's so loving. And it, it hurts for me to see her go through sleepless nights and all this torment because of what the people that we're supposed to trust actually did to us. But she understands positivity. She understands she's doing this for a good cause. And, in fact, she's even becoming more vocal in the media, and she's out there giving them hell because, uh, you know, it's just sad, and and we're in this position to be able to do it, and we're going to continue doing it. So uh, any idea, Barry, as to what's next for Cop Buster specifically? Do you have any, do you have any plots, any plans that you've uh, you got brewing up in your mind as far as what you want to do to uh, catch the next bad cop? Currently, I'm traveling around being an expert witness in court. I just got hired out in California to help defend a 300-pound marijuana case. And then I left Florida two weeks ago. The uh, 350 lawyers flew Candy and I down to teach at one conference, and then another 150 Mm -hmm. lawyers heard we were in town, and we went and taught at their conference. So we're just trying to make the lap, stay presence on the internet, fight these court battles, and get ready for our next cop buster splash. And uh, that's coming sooner than what people think. Now, right, cool. you, you were, uh, before we went to the break the last time, you were talking about a product line you guys were rolling out here, and then you, uh, you know, briefly teased one product, which is apparently uh, uh, some kind of dye for your plants. What, what is this product line you're, you're talking about? Well, what we've decided to do is come up with a never-get-busted product line that will actually help people stay out of jail. We already have our videos there. We have our never-get-busted blunt magic spray there Mm -hmm. that you can order now where you spray it on your herb, leave it 24 hours, roll it up, and you can smoke it in front of a cop or in a bar, and they can't tell what you're smoking. It hides the odor 100%. So now we've got this... this, uh, uh, thing that we've developed where we've extracted dyes from other plants and now you can spray that on your herb plants growing outside and the helicopters can't see it from the air because they look for a certain shade of green that only those plants uh, produce. I've also got these cop buster cameras coming out that are going to help citizens. We're starting a line of never get busted LED grow lights. Oh, cool. LED grow lights do not generate any heat and yep. that's what cops look for to bust and what about room. the power bill too another... they, they, they use a lot less power so you're not going to not only do you don't have the heat but you're not going to have the huge power bill with leds exactly and i'm getting a quality led to the public at a reasonable price right now to buy an led light it costs you an arm and a leg yeah. but i'm working with a company overseas uh signed a endorsement deal with them 
So be looking for all that. Now, the newest product that I have for sale on my website I want to tell everybody about, if you go to the front page, click on the banner that says Lucy Jane as heard on Playboy Radio, because I do Playboy Radio every other uh, week, and uh, I talk about this, and it's a totally legal herb. You'll pass all your drug tests. And it does everything your illegal herb does. So it's a safe way to continue your practice of enjoying a smoke without ever getting busted. So you can you can start ordering that right now. Now, when you click on that banner, it'll take you to an alternate website with my picture and everything on it. Uh, go ahead and order through them. It's safe. I get a big portion of those proceeds. Is this the uh, is this the new synthetic uh, can the, the new synthetic uh, THC that you're using? Exactly. Yeah, I've tried it. I've tried it before. I mean, not your particular brand, uh, but uh, I've tried it, and, and it does work. Uh, I'll well, tell you what, Barry. Can you, you use it? It it works, but our blend is special, and I'm not just saying that. I know there's a hundred different blends out there, but we really worked hard developing one of the best out there, and it certainly is. Barry, not only are you uh, heroic in that you're helping people stay uh, out of jail and giving them good information, uh, you're also apparently quite the innovator, and uh, so it sounds like some interesting ideas and products you got out there. As always, I appreciate you coming on the show. Of course, Ian. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Barry. Appreciate the update. Glad things are going as well as they can be, considering. Uh, Head over to visit his website, NeverGetBusted.com. Barry Cooper on Free Talk Live. More coming up. You take control. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and they're all free. So head on over and enjoy them. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, Shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage uh, portion of the profits that Amazon would normally get all for themselves. So just start your shopping through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement officers. It's an epidemic of police brutality and murder across our society. The answer? Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Check out FreedomCam.net. They offer discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while you video. And FreedomCam.net is having a summer sale on spy video cams. It's FreedomCam.net. All right. We continue with your phone calls and go to Andy, listening in Grand Rapids. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Andy. Hello. Hey, Andy. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, not much. I'm not in Grand Rapids, but that's oh. not really that relevant. I don't know how they botched that one up. Where are you? I am uh, over on the other side of the state, in fact. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, what's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, civil disobedience and the, the 
reputation it does or doesn't earn people. And, uh, I, you know, I, I caught a little snippet of your show. I think it was one of the shows last week where, uh, um, Dennis called in and basically blasted the Keene city council drinking game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, to me, this was this was some of the best civil disobedience I've ever. And it wasn't even really disobedient, but no, because you know. no law was broken. Right, right. Well, but, uh, there was it was disobedient in the sense that the uh, pol- the police chief asked for your bottles and you refused to give them. Well, no, disobedience is only. Oh, I see where you're coming from. That would be like more of non-cooperation, because civil disobedience typically involves breaking of a law, and by refusing, and intentionally, by by uh, asserting my right to privacy over what was in my drink container, I was not committing civil disobedience. At least that's how I saw it. And of course, we're talking about the uh, city council drinking game that made international headlines here in well, not headlines, but international news uh, out of here in Keene, New Hampshire. It's happened twice now. The first time they made two arrests. The second time, the amount of activists more than doubled uh, that attended, and they did nothing. So, uh, anyway, go ahead with your thoughts. Well, it, it seems to me this wasn't the first time that Dennis called and had a problem with with civil disobedience or, or Wait a second. made a public statement against it. Right. That's you see, that's the uh, Ian goaded Dennis into this. He was talking about political activism, and then Ian asked him a question. So, uh, just to be very clear, uh, Dennis didn't call in about that, and he gave his opinion only when asked. Right, but he still gave it. Okay, that's his opinion. Right, right. Well, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I've always loved Dennis Goddard and his, 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 his own brand of activism, which is, you know, inside the system stuff. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. Is, is, is Dennis furthering his cause by being, you know, by standing in opposition to those who are civilly disobedient for Hard whatever reason he's doing it? Hard to say. I, I, you know, and then if you look on the other side of the coin, you know, the chairman of the Mises Institute seems to think that the civil disobedience in Keene is a good thing. Yeah, Lou Rockwell was on our show uh, just over a week ago, and he endorsed, heartily endorsed, the activism happening here in Keene uh, and also the Free State Project. So, yeah, that, that, that meant a lot to, uh, to me personally. Because I, I wouldn't expect an academic like uh, Lou Rockwell, somebody who's, you know, kind of, uh, you know, lives in that world, if you will, uh, to really embrace those things. But he did. And that was great. I think that, that civil disobedience is the thing that's going to start to win over the, the, the minds and hearts of people when, you know, it just it just builds to a critical mass. And it, it's obvious that, you know, people aren't being harmed by these acts of civil disobedience, but yet every day you can turn on the YouTube and find 10 more videos of police beating the crap out of people. And, you know, yeah, I think it's political action is fine, but you know, I haven't seen, I haven't seen political action stand in front of a police car and I haven't, I haven't seen political action bring any attention to the abuses that the current power structure heaps upon people. Certainly not the same amount of attention per uh, per instance of uh, of action. Mark? So, Andy, um, you know, I I don't know, and this is my stance on it. I don't know whether civil disobedience is going to work or not going to work in these uh, circumstances. I think there's better civil disobedience and worse civil disobedience, um, and I don't know whether I don't know which is being uh, you know done here in Keene, New Hampshire. I'm sure some of both. But um, I, I, you know, when you say it's winning the hearts and minds, I've got to say that my personal experience here in Keene is is that most of the people I talk to don't 
think it's very cool. They don't like it. Now, if you're talking about winning the hearts and minds of people around the United States, bringing them here to Keene to participate, that may very well be true. However, when when talking about the Keeneacs that I inter, uh, the people from Keene that I interact with, what I'm hearing is uh, that that they're annoyed by the civil disobedience that's going on. Absolutely, and you know. Reading back into history, if, if you've read uh, Rothbard's colonial histories, they the 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 disobedience kind of started in the same way. Most of the people weren't into it. They hated it the Quakers. They hated them. I mean, they absolutely oh, yeah. hated them. <laughs> but the Quakers had a huge effect through civil disobedience on American society. I mean, people, uh, so much of what we deal with today was created by the Quakers. And the the different, you know, the one thing you can say about the Quakers is they did so much good in the process of being um, disobedient. And I think that's being learned here by the, the disobedience in Keene. But, you know, I, I, I'm just telling you the experience, feet on the ground, what it's like. Lou Rockwell, a huge uh, figure in the liberty movement doesn't have his feet on the ground in Keene, New Hampshire. Anything else that you want to share true. tonight, Andy? No, I'll step aside. Have a great night, Thanks guys. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. At eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Now, of course, I don't get I don't get out and about uh, very very much. I don't either. Um, but uh, you know, I've had people tell me they like what's uh, what's going on here. I have Keene, too. So. I'm not saying I haven't. I'm just I, my my experience is for one, it's coming to a head. Things are happening. There's now a, a sort of uh, a, con- a counter uh, protest group. At I least mean, people at least, are right. Well, at least the, something is happening, and people have opinions about it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> what the heck was happening down in Sarasota, Florida? Nothing. Nothing. Let's continue with Ofer listening in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ofer. You're on the amp lines. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, so in the discussion between inside and outside the system activism among anarchists, I'm not going to talk about minarchists right now, mm-hmm. um, I think both sides use the word liberty, but I think they're each using it to refer to a different concept, and I think that's causing a lot of the miscommunication and frustration, and I'd like to take a shot at hopefully bringing some clarity to the difference between the two concepts. Please do. Okay. Okay. So uh, when we talk about, I'm going to talk. Uh, I'm going to use the term "complete political liberty" to differentiate from personal liberty, which is a psychological phenomenon. So we're talking about complete political liberty, which is the goal that we share. Um, and as a thought experiment, if we lived in a free society and you got mugged, I think most people, most most anarchists, would not say, "Oh, I'm no longer free." They would just say, "I'm in a free society, but I experience some some violence against me." Would you say that's uh, Would you say that's correct? That makes sense. Sounds accurate. Right. So now when the state acts, the state is, is ethically no different from a mugger when they take violent actions, but yet we use the term state because we're referring to something a little bit more specific than just random violence. Right. It's consistent. That, characteristic. It's mm-hmm. consistent, repeated, applied violence, uh, repeated threats, applied threats. It's consistent, whereas the same mugger, it's unlikely that you'll see the same mugger a second time. Uh, the state continues to come back again and again and victimize over and over again. So it's, it becomes just it, more than just a random attack. It becomes a uh, you know, predictable uh, attack that uh, oppresses and uh, keeps people down and prevents them from creating wealth, etc. Well, that's definitely one of the attributes of a state, but I don't think it's the defining one because, in theory, the mugger could continue to mug you every day. I mean, in certainly th- kids experience that in school. In theory, the other defining attribute, in my opinion, would be the uh, sense of legitimacy that people have for the state. Exactly. Uh, whereas, if you shoot the mugger, yeah. you've got a dead mugger. If you shoot the police officer, you have a uh, tragedy uh, of, of colossal po- proportions. He'll get a parade. You'll get the death penalty. 
Right, exactly. So, so the best definition I can come up with right now of a state is a group of people with sufficient moral legitimacy that they're able to sustain some level of violence over time. I'd say that's accurate. Like a, a fairly realistic definition? I think so. So in that sense, I would say that, that complete political liberty is kind of like a Boolean. You either have it or you don't. Either you have, um, either you have a group of people with sufficient moral legitimacy to sustain some level of violence, or you don't. And I don't think that it necessarily requires a majority of people to become voluntarists or anarchists. It's possible that even 20% of the population becoming anarchists might make it impossible to sustain any level of violence. Ofer, do you want to hang on and, and, uh, and flesh this thought out a little bit further? Sure. Hang sure. on. More with Ofer here in a moment. Uh, your thoughts are welcome as well about whatever you want to talk about. 800-259-9231. Hour number two is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts, all free, at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there because they're totally free, like a good web show, good talk show website should be. Head over to freetalklive.com and get interactive with our various different features. By the way, tonight it is Ian. And Luther. And Mark. Luther joining us here after spending the first hour of the show at uh, a local city council meeting uh, regarding the repeal, perhaps, of an open container ordinance in town. Uh, And this all stemming from the city council drinking game that uh, we've been discussing over the last couple weeks as far as uh, some some non-cooperation or... I don't even know what you want to call that. It, it's just, I suppose, unusual, diff- a different level of political interaction. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that discussion here in a moment, but we've got Ofer on the line in New Hampshire. And Ofer, you were describing, uh, before, we, uh, before we went to that news break there, you were describing mm-hmm. what your definition of the state is. Can you recap for our listeners just tuning in? Sure. Uh, well, I was defining two things. I was defining the state, and I defined it as a, a group of people with enough moral legitimacy to sustain some level of violence. And then I was describing complete political liberty as the absence of that, as if it's, it's a Boolean. It's either there or it's not. And I was using a, a quick tangent to try to illustrate that concept uh, by saying that there's a certain percentage of people after which it would be impossible to sustain that level of violence, I don't know what it is. It could be 5, 20, 50 percent. But at a certain point, there will be enough people who no longer support the state, who are voluntarists or anarchists, and resist the state to the point where it is impossible to sustain that level of violence. They've lost moral legitimacy with enough people that it can no longer function and it goes away. Sounds um, wonderful. And <laughs> well, that's, 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 I think, the, the correct definition of liberty. The other one that's used is, is the more political one. And that is, like, for example, we don't have to wear seatbelts in New Hampshire, and we're real proud of that. It's one of our major marketing points. But I think it's a mistake to use the term liberty for that, because 
if the master can give you freedom, the master can take it away. So right now, I can, I'm able to drive without a seatbelt without getting harassed, but it's not because I'm free. It's because the master permits it, mm-hmm. right? Changing laws to, to give more permission to the slaves definitely increases their quality of life, and it's something that I think is worth pursuing and that we should be thankful for people uh, like Dennis Goddard who are incredibly good at it. But I think it's wrong to use the term liberty for it. It's not liberty. It's increasing the quality of life for slaves. And I think that that distinction should help to reduce some of the miscommunication and frustration in the conversations that we have and hopefully make them more productive if we're more precise about what we're referring to in terms of our goals and in terms of describing the tactics to reach those goals. Hmm. It's an interesting way to put it. How would you most succinctly re- refer to that? I mean, when we say liberty, then it's it's a one-word thing. Uh, if we're talking about repealing laws and increasing the slaves' abilities to make choices for themselves, I mean, is there a better word that uh, would describe that, or do we always have to kind of get into the, the detail? I'm still working on that. I don't have a, okay. a one-word uh, uh, description for it. Uh, you can just call it quality of life or, I don't know, permission. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll let someone else solve that problem. Very good. I'm glad that uh, you, you called in to, uh, to talk about it. Anything else you want to share tonight? Sure. I'd like to add another analogy to that. Um, I'd like to an, uh, an, uh, analogize this to the economic uh, concepts of consumption versus savings and investment. So you're probably familiar with the, the concept of consumption. You've got some money, you go up, buy some food or some clothing, mm-hmm. versus savings is when you put your money away and defer gratification so that you can get more of something later on. Right. So, I see in the side the system efforts at improving the quality of life of slaves as consumption. We're spending our resources now to get immediate benefits now. And I see outside the system activism that attempts to get complete political liberty down the line as a form of savings and investment. And everyone should be dividing their resources between consumption and savings as they see fit, depending on what their time preference is. Interesting. I appreciate, appreciate that. Thank you, Noah Ofer. I appreciate the conversation and the discussion here tonight at 800-259-9231. Mark, you look deep in thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it all in. I've, I I guess I missed, you know, I, I first off got caught up on the word bullion, had to decide what bullion. B- what, Booleen, I think. Uh, okay, had to decide what that was. And Yes uh, or no. Liberty isn't a, a continuum. It's a. It's either you have it or you don't. I don't know that I agree with that statement. Um, I do. You can have uh, a, more liberty or less. Okay, so you're basically disagreeing with uh, with what he was saying there. What he was it, saying it was is, taking me a little while. Okay. I, I admittedly, gotcha. I, I was I was taking it all yeah. in. I had to, there was a word there that I wasn't f- familiar with. Uh, needed to to have some definition. wasn't ready to jump right in and and uh, contend. But yeah, I would say that yeah, liberty liberty isn't a uh, uh, you know necessarily an end. I I think it is, and I think uh, Ofer makes a good point. Do you get more liberty? Uh, well, looking at where the way Ofer was was putting that, I mean, I've certainly have used that phrase in the past. But going on what Ofer was saying there, you would essentially be having a more permissive. Ofer master. was redefining the term liberty you, to meet his own ends. You, when um, a sailor is off the ship, what is he on? Leave liberty. Like that's the term they use. So the man okay. does give liberty. Well, you can use whatever term you want and define it however you want, Mark. I, I just, you know, going with what Ofer said. I'm just, I think I'm defining a, it the way it's used in English. I, I think there's language. an important. Uh, I think that he's made an important distinction and is pointing out that you either have liberty or you don't. Versus master allowing you some more freedoms, master allowing you to uh, make more choices for yourself. Well, I think how Ofer set it up, where he defined the word liberty as that, 
it worked in his argument. And it's definitely a very interesting point. You know, it's got wheels turning in my head. I need to think on it a little more, but I'm still on the side of Mark on this. Okay, yes, Ofer did a great job of, of outlining what he was saying. However, he's wrong. And here's what I've got. Can you have the liberty to kill somebody? Well, I, I wouldn't really say he's wrong. It's just a perspective he's adding to it. I, well, I, I'm willing to do that. Ian, okay. um, uh, is, uh, can you have the liberty to kill someone? Well, you're using different, uh, you know, definitions Can you have the freedom to kill someone? Liberty. I don't I, think that you I'm should. I'm just asking you. No, no, no. I'm not talking about should. That's, I don't, should I don't isn't understand there. your question. It's a yes-no question. Can I have the liberty, the freedom to kill someone? Can you have it? I, I, I don't know what you is mean. Is it possible? Is it possible that you could yes. kill someone? Of course it's possible that you could kill someone. Is it someone. possible that I would have the, the liberty to do so? Meaning that you could do it without freedom. consequence? Okay, yeah. Uh, is that possible? I suppose if you didn't get caught, well, um, I would just, be morally it, bankrupt of you. Would there, is there a circumstance where I can kill someone? I mean, I'm just see freedom morally, to you. Of course what not. freedom means is the ability to do what you want as long as you don't hurt someone else. However, mm-hmm. what I'm telling you is that freedom really just means the ability to do whatever you want to do. And if you want to have freedom for yourself, you have to compromise whatever you want to do with other people. And a good compromise is not hurting or stealing from those other people. Let me finish what I'm saying here. So you can never have complete freedom. You'll always have it on a continuum. A good place on the continuum to have it is the spot where, you know, you don't hurt someone else and you don't damage their property. That's a great, great spot. That is not... Liberty. Liberty is defined, number one, uh, in the dictionary as freedom from arbitrary or despotic government or control. So, um, Isn't that arbitrary? I think that the you government just, is arbitrary, We just yes. made up a rule for liberty to, as to what it is. Mm-hmm. And if people come to an agreement on that rule as to what it's that means, then that's, to agree. then that's fine. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong with. Uh, I'm with just people saying that his for, definition is inaccurate. No, I think his definition is quite accurate. It's the okay. definition: freedom from arbitrary, meaning the master's control. The master decides what you can and can't well, do. In this case, well, the I, master is everyone and all your. What? Se- the what? master's the people in government. That's the, not everyone. The people, people vote. The people into Nonsense. government. In. We were just talking this week about the voting machines and how they're uh, full yeah, of crap. It's possible, that, it's possible that they're screwing around, that's for sure. But somebody voted the masters in at some point. No. Well, are you saying that there, no election has ever not been Who rigged? Who cares if somebody voted them in? It doesn't matter if 10 people right. voted I somebody agree. in. I agree. So that what I'm telling you is who cares what public opinion is? Even if you got everybody to vote that uh, yeah, as to liberty only being not hurting other people or damaging their property, it would still be arbitrary. Um, okay. I, I have to say, as far as defining the word goes, in certain contexts, words will have different meaning. Perfect example, theory. In a scientific context, it means something completely different than what you or I might use on a daily basis. Ian was claiming that the liberty can't be, uh, that, that oh, the I, tyranny I agree. is, is something there's, that's uh, I think there's a continuum arbitrary. to it. I'm not yeah. saying, I, I think there's not. But The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. And it's uh, people like you, Mark, with the continuum argument is why people who uh, claim that they want to control the border can also claim to be for f- so-called freedom. I've ruled More the world. Up, free I've ruined live. it. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 800 
259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. And Mark. Joining you uh, here uh, from our Keene, New Hampshire studios at the LRN.FM studios. Also uh, online, of course, at freetalklive.com. So much uh, so much to find on our website. The content brought to you by our listeners. Uh, the main, the, the, you look at the, the front page of the website, the main column, you'll find a whole bunch of interesting uh, news items and videos and uh, blog posts, and they've all been submitted by listeners like you. You find something online that you think is pretty interesting, you submit it to our website, and then other listeners get to vote on whether they like or dislike uh, what it is that uh, you've put up there, and you get to vote on things too. And the most liked will make it to the front page uh, and the top of our site at freetalklive.com. Memorydealers.com is the world's largest, uh, offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers including SFPs, XFPs, GBIX, ZenPaks, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. I've gone there, I've looked myself, and they really do have... Uh, discounted optical transceivers up to 99% off. And you can also, uh, they also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. It's memorydealers.com. All right, we're going to continue with your calls going over to Japan, where Takeshi is on the line. Takeshi, you're on with Ian Luther and Mark. Hello there. Hello, Free Talk Live. How are you? Hey, Takeshi. What's on your mind tonight? I want to uh, make, make a clear... Uh, yesterday, it uh, maybe sound I do not like gay. Uh, <laughs> this is not uh, true. I uh, I like gay very much. I I am not uh, I am not like that myself. But uh, yeah, I, I misunderstand. See. I thought you said too. you hated gay people yesterday. Did I miss Did I mishear you? No, is. In English, to say bad man, you say fagato. Is that not the uh, 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 that word uh, you use? A, f- a faggot yes? is not necessarily a term for a bad man. Uh, a, a faggot is a slang term for a homosexual man, for a, for or, a gay man. Or, or a, a cigarette. cigarette. <laughs> or a c- well, that's more of a term uh, out of the United Kingdom. Yeah, right. but, but if you're learning English, you may right. not be getting uh, American English this is true. in your right. textbook. Yeah, especially in Europe. Uh, so a bad, a bad I, man I, I might the TV. Uh, go ahead. I watch the TV and uh, they say you, you are fagato toka uh, and, and uh, that thing and I so I say America is not, the army of America in Okinawa is is bad man I want to say. Ah, okay. So you're uh, right, right? Because that was the context of the conversation uh, that you don't like that the army is uh, the military people are uh, occupying uh, Japan, and I would agree with you there. Yes, go home. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I wanted to say to them, I am afraid of, of them, but uh, I want to say go home. So, can you give us a little a little taste of Japanese? I mean, clearly, uh, you know, you've you've got your English down fairly well, uh, from what I can tell. What's uh, what 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 would you like to? I mean, if you could just give us one sentence in Japanese, Mark, can we like make a request for uh, Takeshi? Oh, I yeah, say uh, say in Japanese, uh, American GI, go home. American GI, go home. He's the real deal. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, we were we were debating whether or not you were the real deal or not, uh, Takeshi, because uh, you've got a really good accent, and uh, man, you've you've convinced me. 
That's excellent. Yeah, I, I am a Japanese. Uh, no, no question about it. That's fantastic. Number, number so one. we've got some good news for you. And uh, did our board operator pick up the phone and talk to you before about the the young lady? No, no, a young, young, young lady. I don't know if she's young. Actually, I'm like, is she young, Mark? She's young. she's younger than I am. Younger than Mark, so uh, younger she's in her twenties, I would guess. Twenties, okay, okay. Do we, do we get a picture of her? Too? I, I I have met her. Oh, really? Yes. She already here in New Hampshire then. Um, I did not meet her, and I do not believe so. I believe okay. she's because Takishi was telling us, uh, I think it was yesterday, that he wanted to move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, but obviously immigration is kind of uh, difficult, and so I, of course, suggested, well, maybe one of the things that we can have happen up here is as a as a way to incentivize people to get here and to give them a you know make it an easier process is to have people who are willing to uh, to marry. Uh, essentially for the purposes of, of immigration. And, uh, Mark, you found a, a, a lady who... I didn't find her. She she she, she, ta- she uh, spoke on a, uh, a thing I was tagged on, and, and so she... Anyway, there's a there's a gal that's uh, that interested in, at the very least, talking to Takeshi, um, and, you know, things could go from there, right? So, uh, I, I don't... So the board operator did not tell you uh, how to get in touch with Mark? Takeshi? No, have. he... I, uh, this is fast or I hear this first time. All right, so here's what you should do is email Mark at mark at freetalklive.com and then Mark will do uh, will uh, hook you up as it is uh, as it is said here in uh, in America. But CIA is now listening. No, immigration will know. They will catch us. Um, I, I don't know. You see, you're 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 jumping to conclusions about the marriage here. I this girl could fall deeply in love with you. I'm not proposing one way or the other, Takeshi. Um, yeah. This lady wants I to talk to you. I do not think a woman will will fall in love with uh, Takeshi. That, <laughs> I, it's it's not surprised. about how you look, Takeshi. Yeah. It's about how you talk, and that's all that matters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my English is about. She got a thing for his accent. Uh, I, 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 I would guess that was part of it. Yeah. Hey, you should you should give it a try, Takeshi. You know, it, it can't hurt to uh, you know give it give it a you know good old try. So email Mark. I, I would uh, email Mark. All right, fantastic. I, I, so anything else you want to talk about tonight, or were you just correcting your uh, my misunderstanding uh, of what you said yesterday? Well, I, I uh, argue with uh, friend politics and uh, on a road. <laughs> road is is uh, so so so. Dirty. Uh, uh, hard, hard to argue. Oh, the roads issue. Yes, okay. uh, it is definitely very difficult, uh, and I imagine it's probably even more so over in Japan. Uh, I, I, I don't know. How... Japan road is so bad, so terrible. Now, do you do you drive much there, or is it a lot of uh, public transportation to take the trains? Train, and... Yeah, train. Uh, it's always train. Everyone like uh, cow. Uh, can uh, are you into uh, like toge and dori dori? Do you like any uh, of that? What is that? I, it's drifting. I do not. I do not uh, know this. It's a uh, car racing up up and down hills. It's very I, popular I, in Japan. I I have uh, never heard do, dore dore. Uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. Ha, now wait, have you ever driven a car? I mean, or you've just always been riding on the train your whole life? Uh, my parents have a car. In uh, Niigata, where where I come from, countryside, but uh, I I know I'm I'm no very good driver. 
Where uh, where are you calling from, by the way? Are you in Tokyo or somewhere else? Uh, right now, I am in uh, Chiba, Chiba, which is uh, near Tokyo. I come from uh, up north, which is uh, Niigata. It is uh, very countryside. I am hillbilly, Japan hillbilly. I come from way up north. I love it. I love it. You know, go to school. Takeshi, this is that's the acid test of language, uh, being able to handle languages, to be able to tell jokes. And you did pretty good. You made us laugh. Thank you, Takeshi. I appreciate hearing from you. And, uh, hey, maybe that uh, lady will work out for you. Who knows? Maybe we'll see you here sooner rather than later in New Hampshire. Thanks for the call. More coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site for free. So head on over, enjoy at freetalklive.com. And those features, uh, by the way, do include our webcam. You go to cam.freetalklive.com and you can watch and listen as well as interact. Our chat room is built into the very same page. Uh, So head over there at cam.freetalklive.com. And know this, the webcam is brought to you by memorydealers.com. Anywar.com is your source for anti-war news and views for 15 years. It's having its quarterly pledge drive. You can strike a blow against the empire and give to antiwar.com. Just go to antiwar.com slash donate. They've got a telephone number there for you to call if you prefer to make the telephone call. I uh, highly recommend donating to this this great site, as does Jason Osborne from SACL CAI. That's why he's donated his time here uh, to them. It's antiwar.com slash donate. All right, so uh, we've got Sam on the line here from obscuretotruth.com. Sam getting uh, back into uh, fresh from the uh, city council meeting here in Keene, New Hampshire, where some of the activists decided to try the in-the-system approach. Uh, there's been a lot of critique at the activism up here. Of course, uh, for those of you that are new to the show, uh, we're all here as part of the Free State Project. We made the move to New Hampshire uh, in order to get more active, uh, to become active uh, for liberty in our lifetimes. Thousands of people are going to make the move, and hundreds already have. Over 10,000 people have pledged. And a number of more civilly disobedient-minded, non-cooperative-minded folks have landed here in Keene, and that has resulted in uh, a little higher than average, uh, a lot higher than average instances of uh, civil disobedience, some of which, most of which, have been uh, fairly controversial, not just uh, not just from people in the area, but uh, also from within the liberty movement as well. And so there's this constant uh, chant, if you will, from the people that support more political action that, you know, you need to work within the system. You need to work within the system. So one of the newer activists up here, uh, who was a key native, Heike, who was arrested for an open container violation uh, as an you know, instance of civil disobedience, d- decided to go ahead and put a letter in front of the local city council and do the in-the-system thing. And so uh, tonight, uh, some other liberty activists came out in support of her at this in-the-system uh, kind of thing that she was trying to do. And you were out there to uh, to watch it, Sam. And Luther, you were also yep. uh, present as well. Right. Uh, but something else happened that you didn't mention, and that's a opposition or sort of a 
a side group that kind of disagrees with the some of the methods and things that are promoted on Free Keen has uh, formed, and they had sort of a counter uh, demonstration out front in City Hall, and I attended that first. Well, the way they described that, uh, this is the Free Keen from the Free Keen Stigma Group. Uh, that's what they're calling themselves on Facebook. They described this as a demonstration in support of HICA's uh, in-the-system activism. Okay, yeah, and I would agree with that. Um, I got there and uh, eventually made my way over and talked to them. One of them was being interviewed, and I took out my video camera, and it eventually created a pretty interesting discussion. Uh, they had some, some you know, uh, positive things to say about, you know, what HICA was doing. They uh, didn't like all of the activism and so forth, and that led into, you know, specifics and so forth. And one of the things they brought up was kind of the school sucks uh, podcast uh, and the outreach that we've done at the middle school. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of went through that topic, and I explained, you know, I may not agree with exactly the way that's said, but as far as I know, you know, it's the best thing out there, so I'd rather give that to them. And one of the kids asked, well, you know, why would you want to give them a, a imperfect message or, you know, something like that that's so objective? And I said, well, you know, I'd rather give them an imperfect message and impart some knowledge on them than leave them in ignorance until the perfect message comes along. Right, kind of let them and, learn for themselves. Exactly. And how can you find it, figure out what the perfect message is for an individual? Until you test a message, too. You've got to put something out there, right, right. before yeah. you know it's going to be effective exactly. or not. And the other thing I did is I told them, look, it's not my podcast. It's not a free keen thing. The guy who puts that together, and this is the only one that I know of that's even close to having this kind of information, his name is Brett Vinote. You can uh, look him up on his website, send him an email, and open this dialogue with him and let him know that you don't like the name. And, and they even had some suggestions for different ones. I forgot what it was, but it'll be in the video I shot. Uh, that, that's actually pretty good that he might be interested in. And if that doesn't work, then go create your own podcast. Well, yeah, and I liked uh, when we were out there doing that school outreach, uh, one of the things that changed quickly was we started with some, well, first of all, we just started with holding uh, free Keen banners, and then the, the school sucks signs came out when we really started to incorporate the school sucks into the outreach, because at first it was just to promote free Keen. Uh, and the, when we had the first signage out, it was just mostly focusing on the school sucks kind of mantra. And that mm-hmm. got, you know, that obviously got some negative response in the, the local newspaper. And Meg was out there with us, uh, one of the bloggers at freekeen.com. She came out with a, a much better sign, which said, I think it was education rules school sucks. And so to kind of, you know, throw a little bit of confusion in there. Well, well wait a minute. How could education be good but schools suck? And that, that I think, was a much more right. uh, a, a good method to get the gears turning more so than just plain old school sucks. Right, because otherwise it has – it kind of sends – Incorrectly, it sends the message, you know, oh, school sucks, just drop out. You know, you don't have to do any of this stuff. Like uh, when Pinocchio went away to uh, Fire Island to just play all day long, you know. Wow, I, I haven't think, seen that movie in a long time. Uh, I haven't either. I, I pulled that really <laughs> just out of, out of nowhere. But, yeah, I think maybe people were confused and they kind of got that idea. But adding in that little tag, you know, education rules, school sucks, uh, obviously clears that. Or maybe not clear it, it up. It gives but, you something to think about. Yeah, exactly. It promotes thought, which is what education hey. is all about. And along those same lines, uh, we then went into some of the other kinds of activism, and I explained to them how uh, Free Keen is a site that promotes uh, activists. It's kind of it's an activist-centric thing, meaning one individual comes up with an idea. I want to do a drinking game, or I want to do school outreach, and then they 
typically discuss their idea in the forum, look for feedback. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just start it. But uh, I think there are opportunities for them to get involved, uh, post their ideas and suggestions and recommendations in the forum, and they all agreed to, to do that. And I also told them, look, that means you guys can come on the forum, come up with an activism idea, post it there. And I, and I think they would actually get some support from the local liberty activists. Right. Yeah, if, she, if they're supporting liberty, of course. Oh, yeah. And she... she uh, yeah. Uh, the young girl Annie, uh, nice young girl. She mentioned She's the, the person who started the Facebook group. Oh yes, uh, she mentioned to me that it's the point of her group is more or less to create a dialogue uh, between. Uh, I don't know if it's native sp- specifically or, uh, you know, just get to get people us and talking. Them. Us and them, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's how it's sort of panned out. Uh, so that's great. So not it necessarily. Like- quite a few free staters have shown support for her, her organization as oh, well yeah. as, you know, and some free staters have not shown support for Free Keen. This is true. So, uh, so Sam, was there any... Uh... But that's not why her group was set up. Right. Her group was set up to create dialogue between us and them. What they found out, and I think that it's changed their attitude completely, is, is that there's not a, there's a lot of them and us and a lot of yeah. us and, and them. And actually, uh, a uh, writer for The Sentinel wanted to talk to me later in the week about... Uh, what the Free Keen movement is, what the Free State Project movement is, that we're not all made up of movers, that some of us were natives, you know. and uh, That's great. So, yeah, so I'll be talking to him later on. Fantastic. So, uh, Sam, was there any uh, physical confrontation, uh, any heated heatedness beyond, you know, some of these discussions? Uh, last time that uh, this group came out once last week uh, during the city council meeting and there was some, some drama that erupted, uh, did anything like that transpire? Uh, not at all. And actually, James was there as soon as I pulled up on my uh, bike and was locking it up. He uh, wandered up to and offered his hand to shake my hand. And uh, we talked. I don't want to go into detail of it. He didn't want me to film him. I'm like, you're on public property. You realize that. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't film him, though. We just had a brief conversation. And then I went over to talk to them. And they were they were reasonable, calm. You know, we were going back and forth. I'll leave the finer points uh, for the video that I'm going to post. So. Okay, great. But it, it was an excellent discussion. I think it really opened up dialogue, and, and it was very friendly. So maybe some bridges are be, uh, beginning, uh, begin, beginning rather to uh, be built here. That, that would be a good thing. Sounding positive, uh, which is great, because heretofore, up until this point, all we've had as far as critics, as far as the Free Keen movement, or right. whatever you want to call it, the activism styles here in Keen, has been <laughs> some of the other activists and the anonymous haters that post on the, the right. comments. And they were, they, yeah. they, they, you, they weren't accessible so at we'll all. We'll come back with more here in a moment. 800 259 9231. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live, you can bring up what you want the control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1 800 259 9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. 
where you'll find that the features are free. And if you want to help support the show, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And uh, it's uh, you know the price of a cup of coffee uh, to you. But it adds up when a whole bunch of people get 3 bucks a month. So you get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Get the details, get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. And now, by the way, if you are an international listener and you've noticed uh, over the past several weeks that the AMP system has not allowed you to sign up, you uh, that problem has been solved. So people from around the world, uh, we are now welcoming you back to the AMP program over at AMP dot freetalklive.com focusing uh, briefly here for a little bit a lo- uh, little bit longer on uh, for the the free keen movement freekeen.com uh, is, is my blog site that uh, that I created that we've got a bunch of different bloggers on uh, that, that talk about the transition to the voluntary society reporting on news opinion and activism going on here in the keen area uh, from you know from one perspective to give you a window into the world of what's happening also to uh, expose it to the activism movement out there at large so people can be attracted specifically here to the area because the more liberty-minded people we get here in Keene and also across New Hampshire, uh, the better. And, of course, Free Keene has uh, begun focusing on a little bit of a wider scope to focus on other things that are happening across New Hampshire, not just Keene. And uh, so there's been some backlash um, from some of the activism that's been going on up here with the uh, the civil disobedience that has happened. Some people have been uh, upset and they believe that uh, Free Keene has created a stigma uh, for the town of Keene. They want the Keene to be seen in a certain light and they feel like, uh, I mean, I'm speaking for them here and I probably can't, uh, but it's my understanding that they feel like Keene has been tarnished by things like open container disobedience or cannabis smoking or toplessness uh, in the the center of town. Yeah, yeah I, right. Who doesn't like boobs? Right. <laughs> I was talking to a uh, I was talking to a uh, uh, native of the area here today. Um, I was out at a uh, memorial service for a, a, a pillar of the community who passed away, and um, I was talking to an old guy who was, uh, said, "You know, back in the fifties, we used to go hang out and uh, in Keene and and drink beers. Uh, you know, that no big deal. Nobody cared. The 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 one of the what five cops that they had in town at the time. And by the way." The town hasn't grown nearly as much as its police force has. Uh, they they came by and actually, I remember one of them having a sip of beer, a sip of our beer in the past. So apparently, open container, relatively new thing in the the city of Keene. So uh, folks came out tonight to kind of uh, there's opposition group isn't really the right term uh, group that opposes this what they perceive of as a stigma that has been attached to how people see uh, the you know the Keene area has come out, and they, they had uh, their first real kind of uh, significant protest tonight. Luther, you told me off the air they had like five to eight people, which is a significant uh, turnout. I mean, that, yeah. we, we might not have How many folks that came out that you would say were kind of from the Liberty Movement? Uh, none. No, none? Okay, so you weren't there and uh, Sam oh, wasn't oh, there? Oh, I, I thought you meant for their purposes. No, no uh, for the Liberty Movement, uh, yeah, maybe that many Probably a little more, though, closer okay. to 10 or a dozen. But I'd within say. a few days of them forming their group, they've managed to essentially uh, pull out the, you know, essentially the same amount of people. Yeah, well, they've, got oh, yeah. the, they've got momentum at this point. Let's see how long their little group lasts. Well, and things are also uh, not as opposed as they might have seemed at first with people having productive discussions with one another, yes. mm-hmm. uh, both in person tonight and also online on their on their Facebook group, the Freaking from the Freaking Stigma group. So I think that that'll all... Uh, that's all going to lead to good things, uh, b- building bridges, that kind of thing. So, uh, Sam, any uh, anything else you wanted to share about your experience here tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I kind of, basically, they, Heike did her speech, did a pretty good job. Um, this was in the city council were, meeting where they were looking at uh, the Heike's letter that suggests ending the open container ban. Correct. And, uh, you know, there were some other people there. The, the police got up and said, oh, it was horrible back in the 70s, and that's why we had to pass this ordinance. And if you repeal it, it will go right back to the way it was. And right. Fred Parcells, one of the former bureaucrats and, and uh, policemen, uh, got up and talked about, oh, they'd be peeing in front of every storefront and they'd be opening their stores to <laughs> right. the smell of urine and, and because they, all of this used to happen. They use these distractions to kind of skim over the like the real issue, which is belligerence or people urinating on somebody else's building or property damage or fighting, you know. And they, they tried to blame it all entirely on uh, the ordinance, saving them. Ludicrous. Yeah. There are bars and, and up I pointed, and down Main Street. I pointed it out to them. I said, you know, you can get drunk in a bar and be belligerent, you know, and, and then leave. You know, like, I mean, and, and then yeah, you're out on the street, that you, you can do all the same things that they're complaining about. And so many people live downtown. It's a, a you know, it's a it's a, a bunch of tall, it's a bunch of tall buildings. Uh, many, yeah. many people live in those buildings so they can on their way home decide if they wish to uh, to pee someplace. They can do that. Yeah, well, this is the so-called free stater. Uh, <laughs> Fred, this is the former city councilor, former cop that likes to call himself a free stater. <laughs> it's funny. Well, he wants smaller government, right. just like everybody. They, Not they, really. A lot of them seem to want to chalk it up to the fact that a lot of free staters are young, and so oh, we just you know we don't know better because we're younger. You know, with age we'll learn, and uh, that's ageism in my opinion because I've met older people who are freaking idiots. Well, it is, and, uh, and to an extent, I can understand how the more duration you have on on this earth, the more knowledge you might accumulate. Sure, but, forget stuff. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm old. I'm old enough now that I'm forgetting what many of the lessons I learned in my youth. So, uh, you know, I don't know that that necessarily holds that much water. So, go ahead, right. Sam, with your thoughts. Okay, two uh, really important points I wanted to bring out. One of the city uh, councilor council members up there said he lives on one of the major streets and he gets beer bottles in his bushes every spring that he has to pull out, and it's really annoying. Um, so, I later, eventually, through the meeting, got to ask him the question. How many of those bottles that you find in your bushes are uh, coffee uh, cups, Coke bottles, uh, versus how many of them are alcohol? And he said, absolutely none. They are all alcohol. And I said, well, do you ever wonder why people aren't throwing other things in there? Because they are walking by drinking with them. And I'll tell you why. It's because the police right here are enforcing a prohibition. And that's the people don't want to be caught with an open container, so they throw them in your bushes rather than responsibly in a trash can mm -hmm. like they do with everything else. Right. Why walk and, the extra 250 feet to get to the trash can when you could be caught by the police in that time, or 1,000 feet, or however far it is uh, away the trash can might be? Right. The, yeah, uh, and his answer was, well, if we repeal the ordinance, then they would be drinking all the time, so I'd just get more bottles. They're already doing it. Well, I don't know. That, yeah. I don't know that uh, repealing. I don't know the ordinance uh, has that much. If if they repeal the ordinance, I think he'd probably still get a certain amount of trash thrown his in his yard. Mm. I live on yeah, a major. I do too. I'm, I live on a major thoroughfare. This guy doesn't have nothing on me. I live on a, a, a you know a, rate, a <laughs> sta state highway. Oh yeah, I, I walked down the road with you and, and I helped you pick up stuff, man. I and I've it. got like six or seven hundred feet of frontage, and I can tell you that. What I get in a town that doesn't have an open container law is all kinds of garbage. I get beer bottles. I get beer cans. I get uh, McDonald's containers, mm -hmm. coffee containers. Yep. I get the strangest things. And, I, and like I said, it's not striking the root. It's ignoring the real problem and 
blaming it on something else. Yes. Something easier to catch. They're throwing them out on the side of the road because of the open container ordinance that applies to people in cars. Whereas if that wasn't the case, you probably wouldn't get as many beer bottles. Right. Right. Even if they end the open container ordinance, there's still a prohibition on people under the age of 21 drinking. And we're talking about a college town, so they're still going to be throwing their bottles around. So until we can actually repeal that and make it so kids aren't scared to be uh, carrying around these bottles with them, then they're still going to be throwing them places. You know, they they, they made that point. What they need for laws is laws that handle, uh, you know, bad behavior, not laws that uh, bother everybody doing everything. I was out today, as I said, at this memorial service for the this gentleman. And, you know, I, I, I get the impression that this guy's favorite drink was Bud Light. I mean, there were a lot of beers being consumed. Consumed. This was at the town hall where I live, and there were h- hundreds of people standing outside right next, right on a state highway, consuming beer out of the can. And I was not one of them, but somehow or another, these folks just, they didn't get out of hand. It wasn't a terrible thing. And, and gosh darn it, everything was fine. Sam, what's your second point? Uh, so they wanted to, to make it sort of uh, justified by saying that uh, the bars and restaurants around town are all licensed, so they're controlled by the state, so therefore they can do it, but there's, uh, you can't trust the public or individuals to be responsible. And Ida got up and just made a point that knocked it out of the park. She asked, uh, what, is, there a, is there a process for an individual to get a license to consume alcohol on public property? And that question got redirected to the police chief, who, uh, who basically said, well, you would have to buy a liquor license from the Liquor Commission in order to sell liquor, which oh, didn't boy. even answer the question. No, and then they so, berated her when, when she tried to rephrase it. So they didn't yeah. change anything in, fa- in favor of freedom this time around, right? Nope. All right. More coming up here. Hour Down number three planes. is on the way. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, you can bring up anything. Corey is listening in Bellingham, Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Corey. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I wanted to talk about a dangerous law mm. in in the state of Washington that could keep people who practice civil disobedience in prison for the rest of their life. Well, boy, what's going on? It's called uh, persistent prison misbehavior. In 1995, they, they did away with parole, and uh, the Washington prisons are really gang-infested. They're very racist, uh, very dangerous places. And uh, they couldn't control the prisons, so they claimed, so they passed a new law called Felony Persistent Prison Misbehavior. And what happens 
is the state of Washington gives you a mandatory early release, and, and it's based on a percentage of your sentence. So the less time you have, the less early release you get. And with persistent prison misbehavior, if you get infractions for rule violations ranging from having your shirt untucked to refusing housing or having cigarettes or uh, any number of things, uh, a lot of them are petty and silly. Uh, you lose early release. Well, if you lose all your early release and then you commit a new infraction and you get found guilty, they refer you to the county prosecutor for persistent prison misbehavior and you can get up to five years in prison for a new felony. Uh, today, that's if about- you're, wait a minute, point of information. That's if you're in prison still and you've lost all your early release and then you commit an infraction, then they could put you in for another five years? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, and to date, the only uh, inmates who've uh, gotten convicted are, are uh, really bad apples. They're, they're guys that make the public afraid, and I, I think that's deliberate. I think the media is really uh, doing their best to, to uh, support that law and, and to uh, perpetuate this, this idea that uh, the only people that can get convicted of this are people who should be kept in prison and haven't learned their lesson. But what about political prisoners and people who are practicing civil disobedience? Uh, the law really targets people with less early release because naturally they're going to lose their early release sooner. And uh, state inmates appealed on that, and they lost in state court. It's never reached the federal courts yet. But uh, it's also unconstitutionally vague because, uh, you know, there's a whole litany of rule infractions that you can get a new felony for. Well, well, and many of them are felonies to begin with anyways. Uh, of so, course it's fake. I mean, they, they want to catch as many as they can. You know, if it was specific, then you, it would be easier to argue your way out of it. So are you suggesting that a civilly disobedient person is more likely to get these infractions in jail because they're less likely to... This isn't jail. This is prison. Or prison, excuse me. Less likely to go along with tucking in their shirts and things like that? Yeah, you can... Uh, you can get infractions for anything, really. It doesn't seem like civil disobedience, uh, that the prison is the right place or the right venue to be doing civil disobedience. It's, it certainly seems like a bad place to try it to me. I think that you'd, uh, you'd end up, you could end up in, in, in a terrible position by trying civil oh, I'm not, disobedience. I'm not advocating, you know, I, I'm not advocating that people go to prison and break rules, you know, because, you know, uh, that's pretty stupid. But what I'm saying is a person that, that goes to prison basically as a political prisoner that that operates on a, on a uh, premise of civil disobedience, when they get to prison, it's very likely they'll, they'll continue to practice civil disobedience. I don't see that as being the case, because okay. civil disobedience is useful only if people know about it. So uh, if, you're, if you're in the middle of a prison and you do civil disobedience, you know, leaving your shirt untucked or not cleaning your cell or something like that, uh, no one's ever going to find out you did it. So it'd be like, you know, civil disobedience in the middle of nowhere. I mean, what's the point? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, Nelson Mandela uh, was a man who believed in violence, and uh, he, he repented of that. And he became the president of South Africa through civil disobedience in prison. Uh, they did not want him to write. They did not want him to uh, organize. And he did that contrary to their, their policies. And uh, he was very effective. And he eventually became the president of South Africa peacefully. So I think that's a counterpoint that, uh, that uh, is worthy of consideration. There, there have been many men in prison that have... Uh, 
uh, had uh, dramatic impact on society at large. Yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying that this is a silly law. Um, I oh I, I do too. I don't know that it's I, I I don't know all the ramifications necessarily of what of the specifics that you're talking about here. But you know this is this is a silly law. The one of the reasons for it is is because they have limited the early release of these inmates, so it's difficult to incentivize the inmates by giving them the opportunity to get released early. Because I can tell you that an inmate that thinks they're going to go home. Uh, quite a bit earlier will behave themselves i was in prison for nine years and i don't think i got no infra, no dr infractions the whole time i got them but i would be our uh, disciplinary uh, report infractions while i was there and i the reason was i wanted to go home and there certainly were people but they were very rare that didn't uh that decided you know i just don't care about how much time i have and the ones that didn't care generally were the ones that had the mandatory sentences that couldn't receive any kind of uh, early release credit so this is an, an attempt to uh you know kind of slap putty in the hole that they made themselves which was not allowing uh, the prison itself to give good time for people to go home so they're trying to create this sort of instead of good time bad time they're they're giving them more time for having their t-shirts untucked and and uh you know not making their beds or whatever it is that they may you know be going after them for having someone else's radio in their room or all, all kinds of varieties of stupid <laughs> things i somebody tried to do it to me they an officer gave me a disciplinary infraction for having a radio that was not mine in my room so I mean, you have your name on it or something? Yeah, they carved their name on it with a uh, with a an engraver, gotcha. and I bought it from somebody for five bucks or something, and I'd use it because I had a big one and I wanted a little one. So it was yours, but it didn't have your name on it. That's, That's correct. That <laughs> well, most of these inmates that are getting convicted are either in need of protective custody or are afraid to ask, and they're they're uh, staying in the hole deliberately and getting infractions to stay in the hole, or they're mentally ill, Indeed. or both. Uh, you know, it's it's I I don't I could hardly imagine this is a group that nobody cares about. You know, it's a mm-hmm. it's a group of people that there is there's just not much uh, sympathy you know, sympathy out there. The public just doesn't care about. Oh, well, you're going to take the TVs away from the convicts? Good. You're going to keep them in longer? Good. Like any, you just can't. Is in America, you can't do anything too bad to uh, to, to felons. It's, it's sad, and they're they're human beings, and the people make mistakes. Well, and... the expectation that you can take a bad person, put them in a bad place, uh, guard them around by other pe- bad people, right? Around a bunch of other bad people, guard them uh, by people who. We're treat them in a bad, bad manner yeah. and uh, and then expect them to get out and be good is stupid it's the height yeah. of stupidity okay well i thank you for giving me the time to to at least you know publicize that yeah Corey. thank you it's 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 an obscure law i think it's a dangerous trend uh and i think other states are probably going to adopt it they tend to and, do and, that. and you mark my words uh it it will wind up keeping political prisoners in prison uh, for many years, right? Because they'll find reasons. I, I I get what you're saying there. Not because they would be disobedient on purpose, but because there are just so many stupid rules that uh, they'll just catch them with them, and then they'll you know they'll essentially find reasons to uh, to keep them there. Yeah, it's it's something that that is just you know it's unconstitutional for many reasons. And uh, after you let me off the air, if you put me back with the uh, the operator, I can give a, a website where they can read about the constitutionality well, why don't of the you law. Just give us the re- website right now, unless it's really okay, lengthy. It's ppmlaw.webstarts.com. Uh, com. Web starts as in beginnings. Web starts. Yeah, W E B S T A R T S. ppmlaw.webstarts.com. 
Yeah, it's a it's a free website. It's it's a domain. It's a yep. subdomain, so it you. doesn't show up on a search. But uh, thanks for that's the call tonight. To do right now. I appreciate hearing from you, Corey. Thanks for the information at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, so you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. Uh, coming up, I had a, a, a bit of a situation. Uh, perhaps I've got a I got a dilemma. Well, I already made a decision. I guess I'm just curious as to how you feel about it, uh, you the listener, and you guys in here in the studio as well. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. A, a moral question about breaking one's agreement and when it is or is not appropriate to, uh, to dishonor one's word. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, our website allows you to control the content of the site. You can go to freetalklive.com, get signed up for a free account, and then when you spot something online that you think our listeners would enjoy, just take a moment to, uh, to submit it as show prep for the freetalklive.com website. It'll appear in our upcoming stories queue, and then other listeners get to vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You also get to vote, and the most liked uh, items will make it to the front page and the top of our website, meaning we're more likely to see them and talk about them here on the air. So head over and uh, get interactive at freetalklive.com. By the way, you'll find a bunch of archives there at freetalklive.com, and uh, those archives are brought to you by HostGator. Yep, hostgator.freetalklive.com. As a matter of fact, uh, we've made that a little portal to make it easier for you to check out HostGator. They're a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name or .anything for that matter. You can create your very own website there with their free site builder tools and templates. There's hundreds and hundreds of templates. I think thousands, several thousand templates. Use the coupon code FTL. That's FTL as in Free Talk Live when you sign up at hostgator.com and you'll get your first month completely free. Or use the portal at hostgator.freetalk live.com and you get that same uh, first month completely free it's hostgator.com so uh last hour we we talked a little bit about uh, the uh, the free keen situation where there's been some conflict recently and, and what happened uh last week during uh, right in front of the city council meeting was there was a, a guy with a cup downtown and our uh, buddy sam from obscuredtruth.com uh, sam was out front trying to film some uh, a video interview of puke who appears on this show from time to time about his experience in the war and being a, an Iraq veteran against the war. And they were in the midst of this interview when this guy with this cup that he'd written the words free keen from the free staters on it starts to kind of butt into the interview and, uh, you know, hold the cup in front of the camera, that kind of thing. And, you know, it's public property and you're free to be obnoxious on public property if that's what you want to do. Though it's rude. It certainly is rude. And the man admitted as uh, as much later on. Uh, Sam overreacted. Sam uh, got angry, and he uh, got up in the man's face. And uh, Sam definitely was in the wrong, I think, in that uh, that particular instance. Got to agree. Sam did apologize uh, for the overreaction. However, when Sam was up in the in the guy's face, the man raised the cup up, and some would say on purpose, some would say on accident. Who knows? Touched Sam with the cup. Sam 
was again angry at that point, reacted angrily to that, grabbing the cup and damaging uh, said cup as he you know attempted to move it out of his face. Of course, Sam again was already in the man's face, so I don't think there was anything too wrong with the guy uh, raising the cup up. He was Sam was already in his personal space, so mm-hmm. when the cup was raised up, it inevitably touched Sam. And Sam, in his apology. Uh, initially, at, and you can read it at freekeen.com, made an excuse. He he apologized for being aggressive, and he apologized for getting up in the guy's face, but he uh, didn't feel like he needed to replace the cup, which is what the uh, the man with the cup had asked for, was to have the cup replaced. A new paper cup. A new, a new cup. We're not, uh, talking, we're not talking about a porcelain uh, cup or anything right. like that. No. Uh, a new Garbage. Cu- right. A new cup yeah. <laughs> uh, with the words... Free Keen from the Free State. Right, so he wanted him to write on the cup uh, what he had written on the cup. Correct. So it would be. He you know, called it art. It yeah. would be restitu- restituting the guy for his damaged cup. So the guy and, that acted like a jackass then uh, in, inflamed another guy to act like a jackass. And so yes, the, they the, were both acting very childish. When the jackass uh, then uh, apologized for his jackassery, the other jackass then continued to act like one, right? You know, Does that we, sound right to you? We, we could have just circumvented all this jackassery and just brought out a ruler and settled this once and for all, I have <laughs> right. to say. It was, it, I mean, I, I just, you know, it's it was hard for me to to fall on either side. I'd it's say nonsense. That, yeah, that, that Sam yeah. acted inappropriately. However, Had Sam not done what he did, uh, the other guy would have looked really silly. He would have looked terrible. Yeah. However, it's turning into... A good situation, well, as a, I understand. They apparently talked uh, today, and yeah. they had a conversation, and, and that's good. So Sometimes uh, that's what it takes. I mean, I, I've got to say, <clears throat> this has happened in my life. I've acted like a jerk to mm-hmm. somebody who's acting like a jerk, and then at some point or another, we managed to to make it all up and, and be uh, you know make our peace and be fine friends. So the, the, the issue that comes into the play for me as, as being a dilemma is, well, okay, let me get to that in a moment, but just to continue briefly uh, what happened, so... Uh, so Sam apologized for his aggressiveness, and that was good. But then he said he wasn't going to replace the cup because he felt like he was uh, attacked by the cup or whatever, and he was <laughs> he was scared. Cup attacks. He felt he felt threatened, and so he didn't feel like he had to replace the cup. And so after Sam went to the Quaker meeting uh, this past weekend, uh, I had a conversation with him that afternoon, and Sam said that he had decided that he changed his mind and that he was going uh, was willing to replace the cup. Now, as this was, uh, as the Quaker meeting thing was happening in the morning, I got an uh, an email from the the guy who had the cup, James, and he said that he was talking to the uh, the Keene Police Department and that uh, I should give him my phone number and uh, that he wanted to to call me and talk about this regarding Sam. So you know, okay, fine. You know, I gave him my publicly available phone number. He called, uh, you know, a little while later, and uh, and he asked me to keep the conversation private. Okay, so, so now you're going to tell it? I've posted in, in detail what happened already over at freekeen.com because of this. I, I agreed to keep the conversation private. But then during the course of the conversation, I discovered that the purpose of the conversation was to make veiled threats uh, towards Sam. And essentially what the, what the, uh, the man with a cup wanted uh, was for Sam to... Um, he keeps he kept increasing his demands, right? Yes. At first he wanted to have so when, the cup. When, back. when Sam says, Okay, I'll give you a cup that has written on with grease pencil on it, the blah 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 blah. Then Sam hadn't said that at that point yet. Right. Okay. So uh but Sid he had increased his demands from uh, before my conversation with him, he'd already increased his demands from I want a cup with the words written on it to I want you to write the words on it in front of me on camera so I know it was you who wrote the words. 
And then uh, when I was on the phone with him, it increased to I, I, I want Sam to – I suggest – he, did, he made it very clear he wasn't making a demand. He suggested that Sam do 50 hours of community service at a local battered women's shelter as, uh, as a, you know, a gesture of goodwill uh, toward the community and that he was really serious about his apology and he wanted a real apology. And I agreed 50 with, hours. Yeah, and I agreed with him that, that he deserved a, a better apology, that uh, Sam was making excuses for destroying the cup and that I would talk to Sam about these things. Um, but the thing he was saying, though, was at the same time, he said, I was talking to the Keene Police Department and they said they're going to they want to arrest Sam and that if they arrest him, he's going to jail for a year. Now, I don't want Sam to go to jail, but I also could send him there. Right. So on one hand, he was saying he didn't want Sam to go to jail. On the other hand, he was saying he wants uh, he would like to see Sam do this 50 hours of community service. And if he doesn't, then he's got a year to decide to uh, to file charges against Sam. So he was he wasn't explicitly saying Sam better do this or else, right? It wasn't an explicit threat, but in the conversation it was made pretty clear to me that this guy wants Sam to think that if he doesn't do this that the the guy's going to go and file charges against him. Am I explaining this correctly? Yeah, that so sounds like that's what it sounds like. It? Yeah. Okay. So so the guy had asked me to keep this in confidence, right? And and so so I did. I did keep it in confidence because what I saw was an opportunity to maybe have this ironed out, to maybe have these two guys, these two clashing personalities come together. Uh, so I talked to Sam after that, and I explained to him what this guy was uh, was asking for. And I, I, he and I talked, and he'd, again, been to the, the Quaker meeting, and I suggested that, look, you should replace the guy's cup. And Sam's, yes, I, I wanted to, you know, I've decided I, I'm going to do that, uh, but I want to I meet with him. And uh, I want to sit down and, and talk. So when I come and replace the cup, I want to sit down and talk, which didn't seem to me to be an unreasonable uh, position to take. Yeah, it doesn't sound that way to me either. Um, so that was proposed. All of this has happened before I broke silence on what this man told uh, told me. Sam made this proposal to the guy. You know, I want to meet with you. I'm willing to make this uh, restitution to you. I'll tell you what happened in a moment. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where the features are free. So enjoy those, including our news updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, you'll know it first. If you're on the news updates list, news.freetalklive.com allows you to sign up for emailed updates or our Twitter profile. You can follow that, plus our Facebook as well, News. .freetalklive.com. Now, we're talking about uh, some of the, I guess, a little bit of drama that has uh, erupted up here in uh, the Keene area of New Hampshire. Uh, and, of course, we're all here as part of the Free State Project, which I mentioned earlier. It's thousands of like-minded, liberty-loving people getting together in order to get active, or if they were already activists, bring their activism up here to New Hampshire and achieve liberty in our lifetime. It's an incredible movement. I'm uh, so grateful that I'm a part of it. And it's it's been so awesome. Just the four years that I've been here in New Hampshire have been fantastic. And it just keeps getting better as more people move up here. 
And, of course, the more that happens, the more people get attracted and the more move. And it's really going to be a wonderful, I think, snowballing uh, sort of process as, as time goes on. We haven't hit that critical mass yet, but we've got over 10,000 people who have pledged to make the move to New Hampshire. And hundreds of them have already uh, succeeded in making their move. So many more are coming soon, and you could be one of them. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it. Uh, freestateproject.org. So I'm talking about a, a kind of a dilemma that I faced here over the last 24 hours or so. Uh, regarding, well, I guess it's been more than 24 hours, but last few days, regarding this conflict with the cup. I mean, the silly nonsense conflict uh, with the, with the cup where a guy with a cup was uh, interfering with uh, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network. Paper cup. Paper cup with the words freaking from the Free Staters written on it, trying to get in the way of the camera. Sam overreacted. Sam reacted aggressively. He was wrong in uh, in what he did. Sam apologized, but at the time he didn't apologize for crushing the cup, and he wasn't willing to uh, to make restitution by replacing said cup with the words uh, written on it. He's changed his mind about that. He changed his mind after reflecting on it further, after consulting with the Quaker meeting uh, here in town, after talking with me as well. And so he wrote a, an email, and this was happening in conf- uh, confidence, this discussion about uh, the man with the cup demanding that Sam do 50 hours of community service now in addition to just replacing the cup. That was done confidently. Confidentially, I had a conversation with this guy on the phone where he told me what he was suggesting that Sam do, and he asked me to keep it confidential. Now, here I am blabbing about it on uh, international radio, and I blogged about it over at freekeen.com. So the question is, why am I revealing this uh, private conversation? And uh, the answer is because this man was essentially threatening uh, my friend. And I ended up feeling like if you're going to threaten somebody – you're not honorable, and so I don't have to honor my agreement to keep your threats private. Because- right, if, and he's also acting sort of in an unreasonable fashion. Um, if, if somebody destroys my property, a la a paper cup, Mm-hmm. And that paper cup has been adorned with uh, grease, grease pencil markings in a, in a fashion that is uh, honestly irreplaceable. Um, you know, what is the what is a reasonable thing to ask in restitution for that? Yeah. To restore the cup. To restore the cup. Now, was Sam threatening towards this guy? Yeah, he was up on him and in his face. This guy was acting like a complete jackass in the process. Sam didn't hurt him. He was looking for a reaction and he got it. He yeah. got what he so wanted. So I feel he's like admitted as much. the only thing that this guy deserves is a paper cup that's adorned in the same way. And honestly, I feel like that's petty, small, and uh, you know what you would expect from a guy who's acting like a jackass. It, yeah, it's very silly. But nonetheless, you know, Sam wrote him uh, again. This is all happening behind the scenes, right? All of this uh, stuff that we're talking about here uh, from the point at which he asks for the 50 hours to Sam making this offer to say Sam writes him and he says and I've got the copies of the emails if you want to read it all you can see it over at freekeen.com but Sam basically writes him and says I would like to uh, you know make this restitution to you and I'm uh, provided that we can meet and discuss the situation and he says it can be public or private your choice you know we can have cameras there or or not Uh, if it's going to be private I do want to have somebody there to witness it right so Sam says okay I'll give you your cup man um, but you have to have a meeting with me and you have to talk to me yeah that's all it's not unreasonable i don't think it's not at all unreasonable so he writes back sam this is quote you really don't seem to get it do you the keen police are chomping at the bit to lock you up for a year 
And they would laugh till they piss their pants if it's for something as minor as this. But make no mistake, the assault occurred when you got in my face. That's I, not an assault. I don't <laughs> think you are in a position to set conditions on an apology. If I were you, I would admit guilt, apologize, and offer something to show you are serious. I suggested 50 hours community service working at a battered women's shelter. As now, if battered women want some guy who's been acting threatening. I mean, what kind of sense does that make? Well, uh, that aside, that would go a long way to show sincerity. But you decide. I have a year in which I can file charges. If you want to have a short conversation about this instead of email, send me a number where you can be reached. Now, if that doesn't make it clear what this guy is up to, then I don't know what does. Well, I actually have something else that might make it more clear, uh, which was his voicemail that he left me. But d- d- you see it there, right? He's, he's saying, look, that's not good enough. I refuse your offer to meet with me and make restitution by giving me this cutback, and I have a year in you. You have right. nothing on this, uh, Sam, and I have a year in which I can file charges and get right. you. He's put a petty in jail. man who, f- who believes that he's found power. Yeah. He's, act- he's acting like a petty man that has found power. I don't know whether he is a petty petty man. I'm not going to make that uh, that claim. His he could just be, surely show that. Though. Yeah, he's well. He's he's enraged by the the actions of the free keeners, and I, I guess he feels like he can change that somehow. I don't know exactly what his thoughts are, but he's acting in a petty petty fashion. So there was comment. There've been a lot of discussion about this. The, the comment threads on these uh, freekeen.com. Uh, posts are very lengthy and so in one of the other posts uh there was some some back and forth going on here and i made the statement last night that look sam has offered to to replace the cup because people were writing comment after comment sam you need to replace the cup you need to you know you need to make this whole this guy whole again just just replace the damn cup and so i wrote there that yeah sam offered to replace the cup as long as james would meet with him and james is demanding that he do 50 hours of community service that's all i said as far as what my conversation was with James that he wanted me to keep private, and that's what prompted him to leave a phone message this morning on my uh, my Google Voice line. Hey, Ian, it's James. Uh, I thought that we had that that uh, was in confidence what we were speaking about, but apparently you have zero integrity. Uh, that was not a condition or a demand in any way, shape, or form. I was offering it as a way for Sam to sort of save face and to show good intentions, uh, which he has done none whatsoever. None whatsoever. So apparently the apology, uh, the offer to make restitution, none. Uh, that qualifies as nothing for him. And yeah. I have zero integrity. And it's a, So let me continue here. But, uh, you know, you guys, without a doubt, you show your true colors. And you show uh, yours. I may not hold all the cards in this little game, this silly little game that we're doing, but I hold the cards that can put Sam in jail for a year. Now, does that sound like a threat to you? That's uh, it's it's not a threat. It's a um, he's it's a statement of fact as he right. sees it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not a threat in that it's not explicit. Like, uh, right. well, if you don't do this, I will do that. But this but is it's threatening. Wouldn't this you is, say? This is the situation uh, essentially where you have the the little girl picking flowers in your front lawn, and you decide that hey, that's those are my flowers, and you shoot her dead. Okay, this is an overreaction to a mm-hmm. an affront. Okay, admittedly, this guy has been uh, affronted. Uh, certainly, from his perspective, he's been sure. affronted. Sure, and I agree with you know, that. <laughs> the, the, if he wants some kind of restitution, his restitution should be commensurate in some way to uh, to the the cup. Okay, he acted silly and uh, in a uh, you know an awful silly fashion. He says so. 
Sam acted in a uh, belligerent fashion, no doubt. I mean, this guy was looking for reaction. He got the reaction that he wanted. And I don't think the silly things that you guys are doing shows me that none of you are serious whatsoever. So apparently it's silly for Sam to offer to make restitution and sit down and have a, uh, a conversation with this guy. Well, it's silly not to do exactly what this guy says and go and work 50 hours at a battered women's shelter. As if that, that is the only way that one can make good for my destroyed cup. Well, as he said, it was just a suggestion, but it's a suggestion that he's he's kind of toting along with, and I've got a year to file charges and it's going to put you in jail for a year, buddy. I mean... That it may not be an explicit threat, but it's pretty threatening. Wouldn't it's, you agree? Well, uh, whatever. But he he can't file. You don't file charges with the criminal charges. The cops do. If the cops have seen this video at this point, if they wanted to get Sam for assault, they would have done it already. More coming up here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He gets a little more explicit with his threats here in a moment. It's free talk live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Uh, maybe enough time for your call. If you're on hold, we will uh, do our best to uh, sneak you in here. You can also join us online, of course, at freetalklive.com. Lots of features there are free. Uh, in fact, the whole site is free, so enjoy that. If you like the show and want to help support us, go to promote. FreeTalkLive.com. You'll learn different things that you can do to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world, spreading the message of freedom over at Promote.FreeTalkLive.com. The question on the table, and uh, probably won't have time to answer it tonight, but you can call tomorrow night or, or whatever uh, to get your thoughts out, is was it wrong of me to break my agreement? I'm somebody who lives by a principle. I mean, the, my principle is that I honor my agreements. If I say I'm going to do something, I'll do it. And if I don't do it, I'll make restitution and I'll, you know, I'll do whatever I can to make it right if I made a mistake or something like that. So I honor my agreements. In this case, I did not honor my agreement. I was asked to keep a conversation private. And then I discovered that the purpose of that conversation was to, uh, to have me act as a middleman to essentially pass on a threat to my friend Sam from Obscured Truth com was it wrong of me to reveal publicly the contents of that conversation to reveal the man who made that threat for what he really is and that is a somebody who's fairly petty and uh, and is willing to threaten people to try to uh, to get what he wants that's that's my ultimate question here because mm-hmm. I did reveal that information in a in a very small way on a comment on the blog and then the same man called and left me a voicemail which I'm playing back on the air and after that I decided I was going to go ahead and make a large uh, post about it and I made a a post dedicated to it over at freekeen.com really explaining what was going on because the reason he wanted that conversation to be confidential was because he knew that he was threatening somebody he was making threatening gestures towards somebody and he already looks bad enough for for uh, his little cup shenanigans that uh, that he was doing, he already looks bad enough for making absurd demands uh, about restitution. Where he wanted the cup back, that's fine. Uh, he wanted his cup replaced, okay. But then he started. Then he wanted Sam to write a message on the cup in front of him, so he knew that Sam did it and do it on camera. It just became more and more absurd. So would would he really want to be seen as somebody who who's going to threaten someone? Of course not. So he, that's why he wanted that conversation to be uh, to be kept confidential. So let me play the uh, the remainder of his uh, message here and let's see what you guys think. You know, go on with the, uh, the two cups, one activist stuff. Yeah. Doing you mean two guys, one cup? Whatever. That none of you are serious whatsoever. And unfortunately for you guys, I am. Okay? I'm not a mean person. I'm not an asshole. I did something, and Sam reacted. Sam broke the law. 
So uh, uh, you guys really like to play games, and unfortunately, you're going to learn. Goodbye. You played learn the, what? You played games with the wrong individual. <laughs> well, was I, I wrong? Uh, I, I can't. I can't speak to it. I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave that to somebody else. Maybe they'll make some point that I think is better. But at this point, I'm standing on. No, I don't think so. I mean, it, if all you said, all you revealed was that the guy had said that he wanted Sam to, uh, because everybody was saying, right, give him the cup, give him the cup, give him the cup, and the guy had basically said at that point uh, to you in private, the cup's not good enough. I want Sam to do 50 hours at a battered women's shelter. That's my suggestion. Was it? He's right. oh, that's I'm just suggesting. Right. Um. So that's his suggestion. Suggestion or whatever, but it's but, a demand. But it's it, a demand. It, it, well, it may have been a suggestion, but it, cert- it was certainly uh, taking the cup and p- taking it out of the arena of restitution, right? If you're if you're suggesting that your restitution would be fifty hours of labor at mm-hmm. a place that you name, then what you've said is, well, the cup's not good enough anymore. Yeah. That's so, um, I mean, all you did was reveal that you knew that part. And now I have revealed more after he continued to threaten. Did you did you know that you were revealing when you did that? Did you know you were revealing some portion that of the conversation of yes. the conversation? So mm-hmm. you you just sort of willingly did that. Oh, yeah. I was tired. I've t- I was tired of his uh, of his nonsense. Yeah, I, I I think I don't know. I mean, it it seems to me Luther, it doesn't seem wrong. Well, I think this has just gotten way out of hand. Um, yeah. I don't think it even needed to get this far. I think he's being. Uh, well, he said he wasn't an asshole, but I think he's being just that. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, he's being petty. Uh, um, well, yeah, you know, um, I, at this and he's being point, threatening. I, I still think Sam should replace the cup, pure and simple. Just get this over with, please. Uh, should it have been? Should you have put it out there like that? Oh, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, he, he's threatening with jail. It's not the same threat as like I'm going to come hurt you. It's no, uh, it's a threat. It's, it is a threat nonetheless. I yeah. could, it's I could do this. Or even whether he not whether he can or not is another issue. He wants us to believe that he can. But now well, he's saying he is right, going he's to. Using you messed with the wrong guy. You you people are all about fooling around, and I'm serious. Wait, what does wait, that, didn't all he that mean? Did he start this by fooling around? I mean, yeah. if this fella poked a sleeping bear, what does he think is going to happen? Well, and I love that he accuses us of playing the games when he's the one who came around and fooled around with his cup, uh, makes veiled threats, increasingly absurd. Uh, you know, increasingly uh, adds on ludicrous demands to his uh, his restitution and then refuses right, to sit but down and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, just talk about it. Is that yep. so much to ask? He needs to get over himself. There's going to be a winner here, and I can tell you who that is. His attorney. That's going to be the winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his attorney is going to get of several thousand dollars in fees here because if this was a criminal situation, the cops would have arrested Sam already. Because uh, they don't si- need you to file a charge right. in order to... This is going to be a civil situation. That's the only way he can bring charges anymore. Mm-hmm. And if this is going to be a civil situation, Which... that means that his attorney is going to get paid in advance, and his attorney is going to win because they're going to laugh this Which guy out of court. Which means he may be a liar on top of everything else, because his claim is that he was talking with the local police, and that they told him that Sam was out on some kind of bail or probation or something, uh, or That may very well be true. I but mean, it's not true. Uh, it may, uh, so, uh, it's so an that, untrue situation, so but that doesn't mean the cop was... doesn't say it. Right, right. No, I understand that. So either he's lying about talking to the police, or the police were misinforming him, or the police were lying to him. Or the police were wrong, yeah. That's why I said they were misinforming him, yeah. because they, did, they didn't well, know. Well, misinform but. almost sounds like a, uh, you know, an intentional thing. Uh, not necessarily, but I see where you're coming from. 
So, uh, so, so I'm not getting any firm answers from you guys. Gee, thanks so much for. Uh, I got nothing. Input. I mean, it just We're doesn't right seem behind wrong. you, buddy. It doesn't seem wrong. I mean, you, you, you. If did someone threatens you and violate, says, "Keep my threat private," yeah. I mean, you, you did violate the agreement that you made, and that it's difficult. That's one of the reasons that I yeah. don't say that anymore to people. You know, people say, "Hey, can you keep a secret?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm not very good at it," and I'll let you know, um, you know, after I hear this, whether it's mm-hmm. worth telling or not. And usually, they're so excited about what it is that they want to say, they'll go ahead and say it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how. How can I keep that secret? If you tell me that you're the one who's responsible for assassinating, uh, you know, b- b- uh, Martin Luther King, yeah, somebody, I, I've got to go. I've, I, am I responsible for not telling? Come on. I can't. I'm not allowed to tell anymore now that you've revealed something because right. that's, that's, you know, horrible. You, you felt your friend was being threatened. You know, you felt his, uh, his, uh, life, liberty, you know, what have you was at stake. You know, I, uh, I felt this man needed to be shown for what he really was, and that was uh, somebody who's willing to threaten other people to get his way. Right, right. Uh, so, you know, you acted on what you believe was right. You know, it when you have two... Uh when you have two principles that conflict like that, you know, you really have to make the decision for yourself. That's and, why I said and it was a dilemma. That. And I uh, would love to hear y'all's uh, thoughts. Uh, if, if you want, you can comment over at uh, freekeen.com. It's the top story in the blog right now. Let's go to Pat listening in Austin. Uh, I think to Radio Free Austin. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Pat, are you listening to Radio Free Austin down there? Yeah, that's right. right. What's on your mind tonight, Pat? It's Cat with a C. Oh, hey, Cat. Go ahead with your thoughts. So good. Well, um, I can't, I don't get your radio station in my house. I was listening in the car about 20 minutes ago, and you guys were talking about somebody dying for parking tickets, correct? Some what? The, you, you guys were talking on the radio about death, people dying over a parking ticket. No, you must mm. have been here on a different show. But go ahead with your thoughts. You can tell well, us the story. Well, it's 90.1, which is the number that I called, and these guys were saying that some, they were talking about um, officers coming to arrest somebody for parking tickets. And I'm one who believes in, you know, application of the law on both ends of, um, you know, on both, on both sides. However, <laughs> I had to call in because... Officers, first of all, don't come to your house for parking tickets. They boot your car or they tow your car, and um, you don't get a failure to appear, and you don't get warrants. And the guy was saying that you come on, um, officer, you get a warrant for your arrest, and an officer comes and knocks on your door, and Seems then something unlikely. happens from there where there's an altercation, and they wind up shooting you. Uh, it's not the case. It, it seems unlikely. However, uh, in my case, I had a parking ticket that I just let go, and it, it it went up to the maximum level. And at that point, they did schedule a court date for me. And had I not gone to that court date, they would have given me a failure to appear, and then an officer would have shown up at my door and attempted to kidnap me. So it is possible uh, in a kind of a roundabout fashion. Thank you for the call, Cat. Appreciate it. Let's talk to uh, Tommy in Glasgow. Tommy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Tommy. Hello, my friend. Hello. Hey, Tommy, you're on. You're short. We're short on time, though, so go with your thoughts. Yeah, it's a long time since I spoke to you. Hopefully you can hear me okay. We got gotcha. you. You guys, guys are doing well? Yes, sir. You've got about 30 Hello? seconds. Yeah, no, well, listen, I'll, I'll be in contact in the future then. I was just want to chew the cud, obviously, but uh, hopefully you guys are keeping well. Times are tight. Friends are few. Very good. We'll look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for the call, Tommy. We're short on time here. Uh, Jack in Brazil, last uh, 20 seconds. Jack, you're on the air. I I just wanted to add a comment in in here. I've I've heard you guys for a long time. Um, 
you guys seem to have the same gripe as, as uh, the, the same listeners as Alex Jones. I don't know and, about that. I'll tell you what, Jack, call back tomorrow night at the top of the show, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. We'll talk to you in detail. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.